Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. Dale Driver, Joe Scrabbles, mm. are you ready to get firm? Always. Uh, so, uh, until you said it ready to get firm, <laughs> I thought you were bringing real stately Radio 4 attitude to the start of this podcast. You were, you had a real, like, um, you know, just after the news vibe. Oh, uh, thank you. Is that good? I don't know. It was good. And then you said, are you ready to get firm? And you fucking well, ruined we, it. Well, we are, of course, the firm. Uh as, I don't know who first uh, announced that was our title, but uh, I think that was a, a while back a listener. Now. Just came into being just... about three, probably over three years ago now. So uh, yeah. yeah, doesn't doesn't time fly? What are we going to talk about this week? We've got we've got no real new games to talk about this week because we haven't had time to talk about to play even Pokemon Arceus are we calling it Arceus or Arceus Has I believe been... what I, the last time I heard about it they have actually purposely remade it renamed Arceus to Arceus because Arceus sounds funny um, mm. so it is <laughs> it is now officially Arceus okay let's call it Pokemon Legends we'll, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that next week does, because some of us will have had a chance to play it does mm-hmm. pronouncing it Arceus translate to other countries that's Not very really, funny to but... us but that's the thing. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. You want it to be. Or I mean, I'm sure some. I'm sure in like you know Transnistria, Arceus <laughs> means something hilarious like yeah. sewage pipe. We <laughs> will go deep but... down the Arceus hole next week. Um, but for now, I'm gonna probe it. <laughs> if you want to probe it out, you're you're fully welcome to probe. For the Pokemon we'll get Arceus deep down and hole. dirty probing Arceus. Okay, yeah. let's get on to <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, um, <laughs> this week. We're going to talk about. We're going to go a bit more newsy with it. We've got uh, the new respawn Star Wars games that got announced. We're going to theorise what we think some of those could be. Um, we've also we're going to delve deep into the mystery. We got a little tease from Mister Dwayne the Rock Johnson this week, who teased he's working on a video game movie that's coming out this year that he's been playing for years. So. Who knows what that's... We've got our best theories. I'll say our best theories. They're probably wildly n- going to be wrong, but um, we're going to come up with what we think. Imagine if it was actually the like making. WWE The Movie or something. I've been playing it. Smackdown vs. Raw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, if it was a, what if it was a sort of, um, you know, like big short style takedown of the making of the recent WWE 2K <laughs> games. It's like that The Rock is a beleaguered programmer trying that to make sounds good. really good, to be fair. Only <laughs> to, you're the only person who will say that sounds good, Dale. The Big Short we is brilliant. Taking down that crap games is brilliant. Uh, anyway, sorry, I'm distracted. <laughs> we also talk a little about about Yellow Jackets. Now, all three of us have finished watching it. We're not going to spoil it, Mm-mm. don't worry. We're just going to go into why it's so good. And why we yes. can't wait for it to come back. Uh, but first, like I said, let's go s- talk about Star Wars, because there's always Star Wars to talk about, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Respawn announced they're making three new Star Wars games. They've been given the keys to Star Wars games for the near future, it looks like. Um, I love I love that Disney has so clearly gone, okay, EA, you can yeah. keep making Star Wars games, but only the one studio people like, please. Yeah. <laughs> You say given the keys, I feel like they've been firmly pulled away from dice. They've only got one key left, <laughs> yeah, and it's the yeah. key to Respawn's offices. Yeah. <laughs> so, they announced they're making, firstly, a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, which you know, I think a lot of people expect it to happen anyway. That's hardly a surprise. Yes. Mm. Um, the second one, though, is a new Star Wars FPS, which personally for me, that's the most exciting one. We'll get into what we think that could be. And thirdly... A tactics slash strategy game from some of the people from Firaxis, I believe. So mm-hmm. a bit of pedigree there. But first of all, I don't think we'll talk about this one for long. But in the Fallen Order sequel, what do we want to see? I think we're all pretty much on the same page. We're not as hot on the on the first Fallen Order as a lot of people. I think it's firmly like a seven out of ten yeah. game. I know Joe, it's, you're maybe even slightly lower. It's a on six it. out of ten for me at best. Um, but yeah, I. I yeah. 
that game is but there is interesting i think we can agree there is the core of a very fun video game in there so a sequel you know much like yes your assassin's creed your mass effects like there's good games to start with there that become great games so Mm -hmm. what could fallen order do do you think to bring it to another level i mean number one make the lightsaber feel good that was nice. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't think the problem is the actual lightsaber. I think it's the enemies, how they react to the lightsaber. But that, so that's it. It's like Yeah. Fundamentally my my biggest problem with that game, and it's a personal opinion, is that it is too uh Soulsborne y, Dark Souls y and not enough uncharted y. For me, that's kind of what I want to feel. If I'm swinging a lightsaber, I wanna feel like an unstoppable machine basically yeah. and i feel like when it's the dark source formula of gotta take your time do your rolls look for your openings and then you've swung your lightsaber like 18 times at one stormtrooper it doesn't feel what like what i want no like a lightsaber should just cut through yeah. a stormtrooper in one shot that should be and to be fair like they did they had enemies that you know you can have tougher enemies that have like weapons mm. that can block so mm. that makes sense like yeah. i don't mind that i think number one for me is just no bugs i don't want to be killing any <laughs> <Yeah>. bugs <laughs> In the sequel. I suppose it is tough in the Star Wars world, though. Like, you know, what are your enemies beyond, um, you know, what are your cannon fodder enemies, stormtroopers, especially if you don't want it to be one-hit kills all the time? I think that's why, like, I almost want the sequel to be... And they kind of went there a little bit with the Force Unleashed, but kind of Sith-based, because then you have so many different types. It's not about... If you're wiping out Tusken Raiders and wiping out Wookiees, like, <laughs> you don't... Like, you should be doing that, and that gives a lot more enemy variety, because if you're on the good side in Star Wars, you are only really fighting Stormtroopers. But, yeah. then, but then you could have, like, it's not a stretch to kind of go, like, they could have a bunch of different droid types, and droids yeah. wouldn't mm-hmm. go down necessarily as quickly. Like, if you got started going yeah. against whatever K2SO type robots were, where they're actual, like, war machine robots, or if you want to start tying into other stuff, those Mandalorian droid things that they put in at the end of Series 2 that are, like, mm-hmm. big big bods but um, this game, although they get fucked up by a lightsaber at the end of that so that doesn't really hold to yeah it. Um, um this game is in between episode three and four isn't it i'm not getting mad it's after yes. the events of I episode think three leaning so. closer to three than four yeah mm-hmm. i i kind of can't believe i'm saying it because it's another game that we uh feel differently about to seemingly most of the rest of the world but i think it could take some real cues from ghost of tsushima's sword combat like that oh, game that com- that game's combat's amazing. Yeah, that I game think. like feels that that katana feels like a lightsaber. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it goes through normal people really easily, but you have to think about how you're swinging it. So mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. feeling of like as long as you're good at the stances, you'll be cutting through enemy types with ease. And then mm-hmm. when you get into those duels, which actually I think the duels are the best part of Fallen Order, like when you get into Absolutely. those fights where it's someone a boss who can take you on as well as you can fight those become interesting battles to me. And I think Tsushima actually fell down a bit on its bosses. So kind of somewhere getting in between those two areas would really work mm-hmm. for me. I'm, I'm intrigued yeah. to see if they'll lean more into the levels or an, one more open world, because the first one is kind of a mix. It's kind of, what, four or five different planets mm-hmm. that are semi... Like, they're almost like individual Metroidvania levels in a way. Like yeah, mini, they're not, like, but dot, they're not, well, but they're not, they're not that's the designed thing. well enough. <laughs> yeah, like, no. They're, they're, yeah. no 3D Metroidvania should have you backtracking that much to get to other bits. Like, I know Metroidvanias are about backtracking to some extent, but they're always very elegantly dealt with. And there's, it feels mm-hmm. like there's no shortcuts well enough designed in that game. It feels like they didn't get to the point where they were like, right, how do we make the bit where you you go back and do the Metroidvania stuff in new places feel yep. like you want to do it. Um, I, mm-hmm. I would be very happy, like Dale says, for this to focus down, become an action adventure. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I didn't think Calcestis was very good, but I quite liked having a sort of swashbuckling Star Wars adventure story told to me. And by the end of it, I was like, yeah, that was that was a fun time. And I wouldn't mind just going wholeheartedly for that Do you remember in the opening level there's that scene on the train i think and Mm. it's like it feels like i said earlier so that's just a very easy shorthand is to say unchartedy but you know those cinematic set pieces that you sort of are involved with i feel like maybe i'm misremembering it but i feel like they were only at the start of the game and the very end of the game and the whole middle section had nothing like that Maybe I'm misremembering mm-hmm. it, but I just feel like I want more like cinematic set pieces. I want more bombast and spectacle and stuff and less roaming around, sliding down ramps and just repeating the same group of enemies over and over again because I had to take that route. 
you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I guess know, I think there's go on. Yeah. There's a lot of promise there, I think. And I'm 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 looking forward to that game a lot despite thinking the first one is just a fine game. It's a good decent game. Like Yeah. I'm excited because Respawn are just a great studio. It. I think Respawn mm. are brilliant. Like, there's there's no doubt that they can make something great. I just think that one wasn't for us, and clearly it worked for a mm-hmm. lot of other people. But yeah. I don't think it takes much to turn that into something much, you know, far more exciting. So just just to know on the the level design thing of it, like my first thought, I was scribbling on some ideas. My first thought was just instead of all these tiny little places, make one huge place. But then I thought Tatooine, you want Tatooine? <laughs> give me more Tatooine. <laughs> That's what we need in the Star Wars universe. Um, <laughs> But then I, I thought, rethought it and I was like, well, no, I guess one of my favorite things about that game was getting into the ship, what felt like the real time light speed travel to a new location and seeing what this world is about. You know, it's Star Wars, right? It's about intergalactic <laughs> space travel as well. So I guess you wouldn't want to take that away. So uh, like ultimately the result is just better designed worlds and it's easier said than done, right? <laughs> but I, do, I don't, not just necessarily how they're, plotted out but also visually i think a couple of those worlds are like drab and boring as fuck like mm-hmm. the first world and the the ice one obviously star wars is like planets are only one biome that's the only thing exists on that planet yeah. so it'd be nice to see a planet with a bit more variety a bit more going on in mm-hmm. it visually yeah well we'll see i feel like that one i mean we have no insider info on this this is just purely spe- speculating i feel like that game's not ages away i wouldn't be surprised even if that's end of this year like no, spring I think that's it's very possible it's this year and I Ooh. wouldn't I would be, I would be I would not be surprised if we see this announced at whatever E3 becomes or at Star Wars Celebration and they're mm-hmm. like it's 3 months away because you look at the fervor that first game got but also you look at um how long it took to appear like they did that mm-hmm. shitty tease announcement at uh at EA Play and you were just like great like we're talking to vince sampella in an in an audience and not seeing anything about this game it just it didn't it didn't make anyone beyond the title mm-hmm. it didn't make anyone excited and then it came out and they were like everyone was like fucking hell they actually made this mm-hmm. um so i Absolutely. think i don't think they'll repeat that again i think they learned their mm-hmm. lesson on that one something i'm much more excited about it's much more my bag is a new FPS, a new. If they com- did they actually confirm it's like a campaign single player FPS? Did no, they confirm but, the person making it? They specifically mentioned this dude Peter Hirschman, who has a a long history with Star Wars, and b co-created Medal of Honor with Steven Spielberg. He wrote yeah. the original Medal of Honor, which was designed as a cinematic FPS single player game. Like that is what mm-hmm. Medal of Honor was was made as. Um, and I would be very surprised if this is not them leaning on a that history b the love of things like dark forces and those star wars like those older star wars FPSs shadows that, the empire baby yeah that's what that i had, want <laughs> that had real like storylines that people really gave a shit about and mm-hmm. and see timefall 2 like they made one of the best cinematic fps exactly. campaigns of all time so um yeah i think we've all we've all got i don't know we've all got a a pitch we want to bring to the table maybe i would be surprised maybe if one of ours didn't overlap but i haven't really got a pitch but i've I've got got, like ideas i suppose Um, give give us one of your big ideas though (laughs) well i was thinking what you know i think not one of those ones those i don't want any ideological ones let me start again then (laughs) um (laughs) i guess with every when i think of star wars fbs i always think you're playing you know, rebel troops or stormtroopers, right? And it's, mm. I feel like I've done that enough times. That I wanted something different. So my thought was, have we ever really, and I'm sure we probably saying this now, we probably have, but have we ever really had like lightsaber combat in first person? I guess there's mm. been in VR, but also, but the VR. idea. It's not of, a shooter, is it? But it's I was just going to say, hang saber. on, hang on. But <laughs> I was going to say the idea of swip, swap, swapping, like Devil May Cry style, swapping between sword and gun combat, you know, kind of like Luke mm-hmm. is at the end of Empire Strikes Back where he's firing a blaster, but he's also got a lightsaber to hand. And then I thought, mm-hmm. well, one of my favorite like FPS is, that I feel like people don't talk about much is Bulletstorm because of like mm. how ridiculous it is. And he's in that game, they obviously have those whips or tethers, I think they're called, where they can whip people, pull them backwards, forward, send them off. And mm-hmm. that's, that's basically force powers as well. And I feel like there's some sort of hybrid Jedi yeah. shooter game there. That and I'd like knowing to see. you, you probably have like Babu Frick making you mad weapons and stuff that you mm-hmm. can. That bring sounds in. actually brilliant. Yeah, he's like the guy you go to to upgrade your weapons. There we go. Done. <laughs> Stick it in. <laughs> I kind of, um, 
I'm kind of interested. Like, I would this this isn't what it's going to be, but I would love the idea of you know lightsabers are always sort of given or like earned in some way. Mm. I love the idea of this being some like rogue dude like who finds a lightsaber and sort of teaches himself to use yeah. it. So that could kind of account for the clunkiness of melee combat. He'd just be sort of swishing it about. Well, that's kind then... of what Finn is in Force Awakens to a certain yeah, true. degree. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I I see this more as like for me the end bit of Rogue One where it actually becomes an interesting movie. Like once it's actually a war <laughs> film and there's a high, you know, and there's a team and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not that whole first hour and a half where you have to spend yeah. time with people just hanging about <laughs> in fucking rooms. Boring yeah. as fuck. Um, <laughs> but the end of Rogue One where it's like, I can see that as like a first person squad combat game, like in a proper Star War. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be well up for that. Like there's some big battles like shit. The original was it the original Battlefield Battlefront two or was it Battlefront one the Kashyyyk like the storming of the beach of Kashyyyk was almost mm. like a bit of a Medal of Honor level really like mm-hmm. if you did first person versions of those that could be pretty cool. Um, I mean my my idea was just cash in on what everyone likes at the moment and if anything if this season of the book of exactly <laughs> the season of this season of the book of Boba Fett has taught us anything is the Mandalorian is arguably now a cooler character than Boba Fett is which hurts my heart immensely i suppose but, um, um the mandalorian kind of leans into almost like um sort of overwatch style you know like a hero thing because he has all these extra ca- like you know fire off my rocket well that's what i'm thinking my- like these are the yeah. guys who did titanfall like the maneuverability of the mandalorian like i know Ooh. like he doesn't wall run but like jet using a jetpack stuff really like that point. like yeah. and i'm just like thinking if it's just going through doing bounty missions like there's so much room for different characters different worlds like for me that could be excellent but mm. i don't know if they would just give if it would be a riff on it could i could see them doing a bounty hunter game i don't i don't think they'd just call it the mandalorian the game honestly no. i don't think we will and i'm very happy to be proved wrong on this i don't think we mm. will ever get a bounty hunter game no. because they cancel star wars thirteen thirteen, and if you mm-hmm. get a bounty hunter game that doesn't deliver on the promise of that game everyone goes mad and like they shoot themselves in the foot for something that they have no control over I just think what if they reveal it and it is thirteen thirteen, they just go, "We're doing it. We're finally I mean, doing it." Then I would be very pleased. Uh, but like, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just don't see them being able to to mount that, you know, mount that yeah. hill mm-hmm. that they with created a, for themselves. With a Star Wars bounty game these days, I feel like you'd want something almost like what Starfield is <laughs> promising. You know, like just be picking up these bounties and going off to all these different systems like just to track down your mm-hmm. bounty, almost like no man's sky style you know um mm-hmm. and i think that's maybe a tall order but um if they were more likely to do it it would be a like linear, linear version of that just driven down paths i guess i don't mm-hmm. know I don't, i'm excited for whatever it is frankly because yeah despite us not being overly keen on fallen order respawn are one of the best out there i think mm-hmm. so I- I would yeah. really like it not to be a character that we already know. I yeah. would like it to be a brand new... I like this building in the gaps in Star Wars stuff. Like, that's more exciting to me. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. Although, if I could play as Bosk, I would play as Bosk. Yeah, so you love play. Bosk. As Bosk. Oh, Bosk is amazing. <laughs> is I mean, we've only ever seen him for, like... <laughs> he was, like, my favourite f- figure as a kid. Remember when we all so thought cool. Boba Fett was amazing and then we actually watched his TV show and realised, uh, actually, yeah, not no, that interesting. Then they... He's a real just turn him into bastard. an old man who <laughs> never wears his armor, <laughs> it's just, and just talks about wanting to be a nice guy, <laughs> yeah. just, and spends half his time in a bat to tank telling people he's Boba Fett. Speaking, uh, of, Boba Fett. Spe- speaking of which, did you see the? Um, I'd completely forgotten this, but you know this the thirteen thirteen gameplay came out this week mm-hmm. showing Boba yep. Fett. I'd completely forgotten that the idea of that game was that you played the start of it as a different character, a brand new character, and then the prologue ends with Boba Fett killing him and you play as Boba Fett for the rest of that game, That's which cool. is such a good idea. Yeah. And I don't can't believe no one's copied it. Like, that's such mm-hmm. a cool... Just in any game, the idea of starting doing a tutorial as someone else and then yeah. getting killed well, by your I character. I suppose has really it, but there is a game that came out. At least, I don't know if we want to get into spoiler territory that people are very angry about that did that recently. Um, what game? A, a Naughty Dog. The last was part two, kind oh, of. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. that's yeah. Like but the prologue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, yeah, I see yeah, your point. I mean, it is when you're playing as Abby a bit. Like, well, um, that's yeah, the full that's game a... for both of them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's a halfway through the game thing, though. That's not that's, like... Uh, there is... 
The only example well, that comes I'm saying, to mind, and I'm saying not... in the intro it does it, but, uh, but anyway, it's it's fine. The only it's, example we... that comes to mind is, is um, Watch Dogs Legion. You play like an agent at the start, and then mm. um, then you get killed off. But then that's whole the whole conceit of the game. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, so yeah. That doesn't really I, count. I totally forgot about Watch Dogs Legion. Um, <laughs> that will happen anyway. There's one more respawn game, which is something a bit different for respawn. A strategy slash tactics game, maybe. Mm. Um, they describe. It's hard to know because it's, like we said, it's by, they've brought over, oh, I've forgotten the name of the person. So it's, from it's a new studio called Bitreactor that's led, that's been created by a bunch of ex axis people. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, I believe Respawn's part in this is at most a co-developer and I think more likely like essentially a producer, mm-hmm. um, yeah. like stewarding so, them. See, when you think axis you think either XCOM or you think Civilization. Yeah. I feel in this is going to be more civilization the next com personally this, they describe it as strategy don't they not tactics yeah but then the, that whole i've seen that debate and i'm like yeah but remember who's writing this press release like it's That's not true it's mm. not someone necessarily like it's not a developer writing that mm-hmm. thing so strategy can easily mean tactics yeah. in I mean, someone's both, hands both would make sense for star wars i think that's like an xcop game of a group of soldiers whatever side they're on or anything would make sense for star wars and i suppose we're seeing a version of that with marvel midnight suns that comes out quite soon so it'd be interesting to see how a licensed version of like an xcom style game does um but yeah i don't know like i felt this is less my my territory anyway (laughs) i've played a bit of civ over the years i i do like xcom quite a bit but i don't know like the thing is with Whenever anyone tries to do an XCOM-style game, I always look at them and go, oh, but it's just not going to be as good as XCOM, is it? I yeah, most, that is mostly true. Um, yeah. It, to me, to me, XCOM makes more sense just from, like, a scope level. Like, this is a small this is a small team, as far as we understand it. And hmm. an XCOM game is, like, you know, you know, a set of characters often about procedural generation, like small scale levels that can be built out of you know set pieces and that kind of thing a civ game feels like a a very different design challenge that's like Mm -hmm. you know if we're going like big strategy experience that's a fucking huge amount of thinking balancing like pure game design um yeah and don't get me wrong i'm sure they're all very very good at their jobs and could do that but it feels like a small a small team doing that within the star wars license and the strictures that star wars puts on that like you can't have the imperials being too evil because frankly as evil as the imperials are they're never going to show them as like actual like maniac genocide people or nazis mm-hmm. because disney don't want to do that stuff so you mm-hmm. kind of you're kind of limiting how your strategy game can be. like civilization mm-hmm. you can do some horrible shit in it like that's part of the game think of all the trade embargoes you could set though well it, i mean uh, that would really lend itself if you were playing <laughs> as those guys on those donut space stations whatever they were sold um uh, but yeah uh, i like i feel like new gun ray is more likely Vice, i might be wrong viceroy gun ray new gun ray is the first Joy name, yeah. that's his christian <laughs> name <laughs> frankly i'm Mute. excited either way i don't care what this group of people make like Civ or XCOM, I'm into it, mm-hmm. and it, putting Star Wars on yeah. top of that, I'm. I'm I imagine it'll I'm be ready. quite a while before we hear about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't believe I'm. Yeah. Just, I'm just thinking about the word. I've never even questioned the word Gunray before. Just thought of it as a name, <laughs> and now I'm like breaking it down as Gunray, and I was like, mm. how fucking <laughs> stupid is that? <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of stupid stuff in Star Wars, <laughs> but there occasionally you just get those bits of brilliance, like new Gunray. <laughs> 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 Um, why don't we theorise about something else The Rock he's, be, he's being a little tease isn't he He's being a little tease I haven't got the exact well, Let me find what the exact wording He said he most badass and he also oh, he says did he's, say most badass And he says he's played it for years as well They're my two clues So I think it's he's making clear Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, What video game movie Do you think The Rock is making then Well the boring answer is either a Call of Duty or a Gears of War, right? One of them. Yeah, but that's boring, Dan. Yeah, that's what I'm that. saying. <laughs> I'm getting out of the way. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. I would say the most obvious is Gears of War. Yeah. I think the most obvious. Let's hope it's not. 
I think it's Dynasty Warriors. Oh, <laughs> the most obvious, you say? Yeah, it makes sense. He's played it for years. That game is nearly... That series is, I, is, I believe, over 20 years old. Yeah. Uh, most badass and, as well. Uh, that ticks the box. There's most bad... Well, <laughs> let me tell you, boys, about Lu Bu, the most powerful man in China. <laughs> Near indestructible. Is that the rock? Lu <laughs> Bu. Exactly. And- can we Lu call Bu. this episode Lu Bu and Newt Gunray, please? Yeah. <laughs> Lu Bu is a near indestructible figure in Chinese novelistic history. He rides a big horse called Red Hair. No one can kill him. And in some versions of the story, he becomes so upset at being so powerful that he kills himself because he's the only person who could kill Lu Bu. Wow. Because uh, I'm too much of a legend, I've got to kill myself. If that is not The Rock, then I don't know what he's playing. I mean, at. he's not Chinese. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's... Look, then wasn't there a terrible Dynasty Warriors film last year? Uh, yeah, I think they released one. I didn't watch it. They did have the right music, though. That was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd, I'd be very interesting if that was what. <laughs> what it is dale have you got any ideas uh few well first thought was <laughs> yeah, yeah i've scribbled down a few ideas my first thought was um a borderlands and then i realized oh the fuck they're actually making the borderlands movie that's actually they're coming out so TV. i looked at is it a movie or tv show they're doing i, I think it's remember. a movie i saw kevin hart was casting it kate blanchett's in it yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> that felt like his sort of vibe but i guess not um i thought hotline miami could be pretty cool Probably not that. that. Would be very funny. <laughs> yeah. Basically, his yeah, his version of like a John Wick, where he's just killing people in chicken. Absolutely, masks. but you're stylized in the eighties as well. Why not? Awesome. <laughs> he's music. been playing it for years. I'm just imagining. I've been playing it for years. Every time. <laughs> what about what about this one? The most badass game of all time, Tetris. Yeah. The movie. Plot, aren't they? <laughs> they are. They are making a Tetris. Are they actually? What? Well, my, my I mind think it's like... more on like the design of Tetris. Oh, okay. So. Like it could be like Inside Out style, you know, all the all like Wreck It Ralph style, you know. You're all yeah. you're all about. It could be a line piece. I feel like he's mm-hmm. a line piece, probably. Line piece. Yeah, he's breaks. Line he breaks piece. out the game. He's, a, he's nah, discovering the world he's a of the T block because that looks like a couple Ooh. of big biceps coming yeah. out. Of yeah, the that's that's true. He's a T block. Yeah, he's not. He's a T block all over. <laughs> what if he was a br- what if he was a brand new type of block? Like a huge X. <laughs> the rock. The rock. Block. And he comes it's in and he's a big. Oh, actually, yeah, he should be the square. Surely that's the rock, right? That's just his face. <laughs> <laughs> that could be good. Think of all the stunt casting for the other pieces as well. Then they could all break out the game. They're discovering the world, like that scene in Finding Nemo. When <laughs> I would genuinely love it if it turned out The Rock had been playing like some insanely niche game for years, and he's like convinced someone that like it's like he's starring in, in the Dwarf Fortress movie, <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, I I had a couple. Oh, you got you look like you've got more. Oh no, I did. The only other thing I scribbled (laughs) out was boring. I just tried maybe Battlefield as well. (laughs) (laughs) Boring. If you can't do good, you do Battlefield. (laughs) I've got ideas. One of them is a. He's just being added to the Mario movie as like King Bob Om or something. I could see that. It's not badass. Is Mario bad? Sometimes he's badass. I feel like he wouldn't do this announcement for an already announced thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple other choices. He's playing Pac-Man uh, in a film. Absolutely not going to be that. No. <laughs> the one I want to see, though, I think he'd make a cracking LeChuck in a Monkey Island film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Put him in that big costume, make him a bit ghostly. With, uh, with Michael Sarah as Guybrush. Yeah, and okay. I could see like uh, Kevin Hart as uh, what's the name? Oh, Dory Gone Blank as the Skull, the Talking Skull. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I forget his name. Oh, what's his name? But yeah, there's just some great cast. You that Andy Samberg as um, I've to- all of my Monkey Island <laughs> names have gone out of um, as the uh, salesman, the mad right, salesman. Yes, yes, yes. Whoa, what's his name? I can't remember all the names. Mate. I should have written it down. <laughs> but yeah, I think let's do and. My- Monkey Island is definitely badass, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's still gonna be it's gonna be Gears of War or something, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Which makes sense. Um, or I think we see a lot of people do uh, the Turok joke, which yeah. also would be quite funny, I suppose. Um, I don't know. It could be anything. I'm excited. I want him to play Mister X in a Resident Evil movie. Ooh, Ooh. that's a good one. 
Put him on stilts in a big coat. I don't <laughs> wander about. I would say I don't know if we need another go at a Resident Evil movie right now. Nah, I feel like I'm we've right. had 15 so far. So What about Link? Could he be a good Link in a Zelda film? Ganondorf, surely. Like he, he... No, I want him in the little green outfit. <laughs> but it's like really too tight for him and it's all like ripping at the seams. Yeah. <laughs> don't know why in my head that would be... Very, very funny. If it is Gears of War, what, what about Dave Batista? He's been petitioning for that role for years, isn't he? Unless yeah, he'd they're be both in furious. It. Yeah, they could be doing it with him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, who knows? Why don't you email in at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com and let us know your ideas for what video game movie you think The Rock is making. Um, they don't have to, you know, you'd have to give us a nice answer. Do something stupid if you want, because that's frankly what we did. Um, oh, I just had an idea. What if it's Detective Pikachu two? If he's playing, I was playing, actually like, going to suggest that, like if Porygon. He... <laughs> Again, I was I thinking f- more because uh, they had it wasn't Bill Nye fucking Mew or Mewtwo in that. Like, yeah, same Matt. He like yeah, so he's channeling gotta, him. He's got to go bigger. What if he's Celebi? Yeah. You know that tiny little pixie dust yeah. like time traveling legendary <laughs> one. He's just like a little Rayquaza. Get him, man. little ledge. Uh, or he plays all three of the legendary dogs from Gold and Silver. <laughs> All of them have his face into it. it uh, the more I think about it, it could be that. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Yellow Jackets. I think I briefly mentioned it so, uh, on the What We Watched Over Christmas mm. podcast. as something I'd watched. And at that point, we were six or seven episodes in, and it was very good. Everyone now seems to have watched it. I'm not saying it's down to me. It's definitely not down to me. Nope. But uh, everyone's been told about Yellow Jackets now. as It's kind of got, you know, I wasn't in the lost sort of... When when Lost came out, I wasn't in that uh, zone, mm. so I didn't have you know all the theories like flying around. But it feels like it's captured a little bit of that. I don't know if that's uh, correct in my thinking. Dale Driver, Lost um, Expert. I would say not quite the same, but definitely that sort of vibe. Like like I, as soon as I finished the show, I went mm. straight on YouTube and I was looking for theories and ideas and seeing what other people were thinking. And that's definitely that. I guess with the Lost era, is more message boards and stuff mm-hmm. as opposed to YouTube videos. I think the thing I like about Yellow Jackets, though, is it's going for some of that vibe, but it doesn't feel utterly, like, blank at the end of Series 1. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what Series 2 is going to, like, yeah. kick off with. Yeah. And I think that's quite quite a nice mid-ground for that, that type of mm-hmm. thing, where you, like, some stuff is solved and some stuff definitely isn't. Yeah. yeah. I th- The thing I like about it is that they kind of do a couple of fake-outs, and you're like, oh, are they really going into this? And then, like... I'm not spoiling anything, don't worry. They kind of just go, oh, no, we are actually doing yeah. this. This is what this is, and it's mm. we're going for it. <laughs> In terms of, like, online theories and stuff like that, I'm not going to reveal anyone, but the... The interesting thing I've noticed is most of the conversations seems focused on the very first scene in the very first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like you're getting that information and then it's almost like mm. trying to piece it together. And obviously we staff some of that information, but we don't have all of it. And it's trying to work mm-hmm. out what was going on there. And that's that's the part I found the most most fascinating about it. Um, it's just so good. Like, yeah. why haven't we had more Christina Ritchie doing stuff like this? Oh, she, Maybe I've been missing it, but she's amazing. She's so well, good. Honestly, like, I know this isn't breaking new ground, but that cast is fucking incredible, and they've done mm-hmm. borderline dark-level casting of people who look right at both ages and stuff yeah. like that. Like, it's kind of it's kind of astonishing how good those matches are and how... Like, Melanie Linsky and I can't remember the, the younger version of actress's uh, mm-hmm. name, but... Some of their intonations and the way they deliver lines are like so spot on mm. with each other that you know that they've worked together to get that right. And I just think it's like it just makes that whole world feel so much more interesting because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, yeah, I, like I'm really seeing clues on both sides. These aren't just flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. it does. Um, it does that clever thing that I like in shows where it, it takes you on some character stories where at the first I'm not interested in that aspect of it. Like mm. I found, I'll be honest, I found like the stuff with Shauna in the future, like quite pedestrian and didn't feel it felt out of place compared to everybody else. But then by the end of the series, it felt like, okay, it's actually earned its place. And mm. I like, I get what, like what this was all about now. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's so much like, um, getting really nerdy here but like season four of lost specifically as well because the way it uses time and way it jumps mm. between time as well and i like that mm-hmm. i was really worried at the start in the first episode it's not a spoiler but it, it showed there's a there's a time gap in the in the show and they were constantly referring to what time period you're in 
And it felt like mm. uh, this is really handholdy at the start, but then they quickly abandoned that after the pilot. Mm. And then it yeah. just, yeah, didn't insult your intelligence at that point. I haven't read a lot of stuff uh, since watching it from the creators or anything. I don't know if they've got like a grand plan, if they've been like, this is four seasons and done or anything. Um, I just hope they have, if they've gone into this with a strong idea of this is where it's going. It doesn't have, I still haven't finished watching Lost Fruit for the first time, but I know that's a lot of people's criticism that it felt like a little aimless at times. Yeah. I hope that this is doesn't have that. Really. Lost was like in a very different time as well. Like they had like mm. in the first few seasons they had twenty four episodes of television to finish, and as soon as they finished them, they were on to the next one. And it's like this is like you know ten tight episodes. They you know with a clear vision in this first season, and from what I've read as well, they seem to have not necessarily a locked in season count, but definitely an idea of what they want their conclusion to mm-hmm. be. And in a way, they've already you know, they've kind of set out their conclusion of, you know, what happens, um, you know, after the plane crash as well. Like mm. we know there's yeah. a finite amount of time there to look yeah. into. So either, either they end with that or the show pivots off that and then it all becomes about something else or they evolve. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. The music is just so good as well. I feel like it's such a thin line when you're doing something that's like kind of nostalgia baity in a way of yeah. like picking all the obvious songs, it's just like, Oh, we're in the, Oh yeah. Yeah. We're in the nineties. I get it. And that line of like, Oh, picking the songs that are perfect for that situation. Yeah. And I think they nail it. Like yeah. there's a few obvious like, app, like hits in there, but there's almost like slightly deeper cuts where you might not necessarily know the song, but you kind of in the back of your head, you know it in a way. And like, I feel like, yeah, yeah. put that soundtrack. The line is um, Captain Marvel, by the way. That's the line <laughs> crossover, specifically yeah. with the 90s. <laughs> my uh, my favourite fact about the music in that show is that the supervisors for the music are a pair of people. And, like, the, the, the composed music in that show is very just sort of abstract and, like, spooky in places. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the uh, theme song yes. is a brand new track. Mm. Like, that was composed for the show. Yeah. But the two music supervisors both were in '90s rock bands, so it was essentially them going like, "Well, we're not. We don't need to put uh, like an old track on this. We can design a '90s rock anthem and yeah. put it at the start, and it's fucking great." That like, intro is so tune. good. Yeah, yeah, that song. Yeah, that song. Like, yeah, is amazing and fantastic use of the offspring. Didn't see that coming. But, oh um, yeah throwing that in there as well was very good and a great use of kiss from a rose which is hard to pull off because oh, yeah. you know that's obviously from that pops up a couple like of like times like. as well doesn't it kiss from mm. a rose yeah 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 great stuff uh if you haven't already watched yellow jackets get on it it's all on now tv now it's all out the first season uh and, and, the, regret and it, they're aiming to bring it back by the end of this year like it's not going to mm-hmm. be a giant wait for this which yeah. so catch up because people are going to fucking ruin it really quickly when do we get back to that time <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's such good, good stuff. Show. Very did, good. Just an interesting tidbit I did read with the opening scene stuff when they initially shot that because it was for the pilot that all the um, the masked individuals, should we say, like are actually not actors. They were just like people they got in just to be body doubles because at that oh, point okay. they because they didn't even know who those people were going to be. They really cast it, yeah. Yeah, they oh, really cast it. And so, like, people are trying to really like dig into that for clues. And I think there's definitely a couple that are legitimate in there. But a lot of it. Oh might yeah, be there's red there's herrings. there's at least one where you're like, I know exactly who this is. I know right? exactly it's, which moment you're referring to as well yeah. with the t-shirt, right? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's it's very good. Get on yeah. yellow jackets if you haven't. For for now, we're gonna get on something completely different. It's the endless search. Inside in the UK IGN crew. Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I've got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I've got a question for you. Is it in the search? I have got a unique endless search here. Mm-hmm. And do you know what makes it unique? It's what? a game. That all three of us can play at the same time. Oh my god! Oh, of course you've got a game that you can play and win. <laughs> Look, I thought it was a good game, and do you know what I thought? <laughs> we can all join in. This was sent in from Patrick Geezer, and he 
says, and that's geezer spelt like the uh, the natural occurrence way, which is oh, very okay. cool. I find mm-hmm. um, he's not just calling himself a geezer. <laughs> no, um, the geezer. From Geese. Cleveland, <laughs> Ohio. And he says, hey, lads, I have a game idea that might exist, but it's something I came up with back in high school and have been playing for 10 years off and on with friends. Wow. It's called Actor to Movie, or A to M, for a sh- for short little okay. cheeky way. <laughs> Certain connotations <laughs> there, pe- yeah. Uh, two two people go back and forth naming we're going to do three because I'm joining in so three people go back and forth naming a movie first then an actor then a movie then an actor that have been in those corresponding movies so for example we've got person A would say Batman Begins then the next person says Christian Bale the next person says The Prestige the next person says Hugh Jackman and so on do we get the premise of that yes uh, I think so I was too busy laughing at ATM uh, so, <laughs> um, so if, yes, if so I said Batman you, Begins, someone would say Christian Bale, then someone would say The Prestige, then someone would say Hugh Jackman. So you're alternating between oh, a film okay. actor and film, someone who's in it. Okay. Obviously, you can't double up once that has been taken. You can't go back to them. And you get a point. And the you know, the two people, so one person's going to falter, one person's going to stop. We'll say there's, what, a 10-second limit on how yeah, long like, Whatever feels natural. Yeah. Okay. And the other two people get a point, basically, okay. is how we're doing it. Um, I'm just going to write down... Good game. It is a good game, and it should like test this. us. And I'm not, you know, I'm going to... We won't go super obscure, I don't think, straight away. We'll, we'll try and get some rallies so, going. So, so that'll be fun. Is it 1v1 or are we going in a three constantly? We're going in a three. So let's okay. go. It goes me. Well, what would you, do you want to do? It? On my screen, it's me, Joe, Dale. Yeah, that's why it's in that me, order. So we can do that, yeah. Cool. Does that make sense? Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who wants to kick off? You. You. <laughs> okay. Um, I will say a film. Let's start with, I don't know, Blade Runner. Okay. Harrison Ford. Star Wars. A New Hope. Uh, uh, Mark Hamill. Uh, why can't I think of any other... F- oh, well, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, God. Uh, Carrie Fisher. <laughs> do I, do I, do I, do it? Uh, do I'm going to do it, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> oh, my God, we've done it. <laughs> Uh, Warwick Davis. Oh, um, okay, oh God! What's that film called? Uh, Wick, not the Wicket. Oh my God! Uh, it's oh, gone. It's gone. The stumped, little wizard one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, isn't he in like Harry Potter or something as well? He is. Yeah. Which one? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> say one. You've the, got to say a name. Philosopher's Stone. Correct. I'm pretty sure yeah, he is in that one. Um. I will go with... Let's just go Daniel Radcliffe. Let's go off this. Okay. Woman in Black. I haven't haven't seen that film. (laughs) He's done him. I thought we'd gone on for long enough. What what (laughs) is the the Warwick Davis one I'm thinking of? Willow. Willow. Which... Would you have known anyone else from Willow, Carl? No. Absolutely not. (laughs) I was was so hoping you'd get it out because I was like, we're going to get it. (laughs) I couldn't get Wicked Um, out of my mind. It was just Wicked. How do you want to... I should have done this before. So how do you want to do it? Do you want so do me and Joe get a point, or is it the person who stumped them gets a point? So does Joe get a point? How do you want to do it? I think the person who like stumped st- them. I feel like Stumper. Yeah. Okay. Stumper gets the, Stumper gets the point. Uh, <laughs> well done, Stumpy. Gets the point. Uh, I'm excited how many of these we'll do. <laughs> well, we'll start with five and see how long that took. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Joe, you can start off this time. Okay. Seven. Brad Pitt. Ooh, a money ball. Oh, I love you. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> uh, Boogie Nights. I, oh, well. I could I could just stump someone with anyone from this oh. cast, but I'm not going to do it. I will go Julianne Moore. Interesting. Mm. Oh. I'm just trying to think. I'm I'm just going to go Magnolia. Oh. Oh. We're going down this lovely P.T. Anderson. Is it, I want to say Marlon Waynes is in that. I feel like he is. It's, no, it's am I thinking of? No, I'm thinking of um, that other really depressing film that came out around that time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Magnolia, Tom Cruise. Oh, I mean, you said a wrong answer. Oh, what are the rules here? I don't know. I like this rally. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I gotta find out what Tom that film is. Uh, Vanilla Sky. Oh fuck! Who's in Vanilla Sky? 
There's two other very famous yeah, people. I know, but I've never watched it, and it's always his face uh, on the cover. Uh, I'm going to guess that Nicole Kidman's in Vanilla Sky. Oh, no. Damn it. Who is? Unlucky. Uh, Cameron, Cameron Diaz, Diaz. Penelope Cruz. Oh. I've got to find out. Is where he's in, like, is he in a special brain place? <laughs> it's, that... it's a very odd film. I don't want to yeah. ruin it. I was, thinking of Requiem. Brain I was thinking of Requiem for a Dream, by the way, with Marla Oh, yeah, that is... That is, is Marla that is, that is miserable. Film. Yeah, he's in that film, yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> you, you went straight for the heart with Marlon because I would have been stumped. I, 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 don't, I don't know... I don't know if I know many, if any, I would have had to guess. White chicks, but, yeah. baby. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the scary uh, movies, okay, isn't it? Point for me. Here we go. Dale, you start. Uh, sorry, was it a film or actor? I think we, whatever. Start with whatever you want. I don't mind. Okay. Um... <laughs> just don't pick. You can't pick an actor. Actually, maybe it's better to pick a film, because if you just pick an actor I've never heard of, it's like, well, that ain't, that ain't fun, is it? Okay, okay. A film. Um... Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Dakota Johnson. I don't know what Dakota Johnson's been in. I feel like there's one big film I can think of. I know her a face. Couple. It's a film in recent I watched this very Wait. again, very depressing, and she doesn't look like her at all in it. Fifty Shades Darker. <laughs> oh, my God. He's gone there. Yeah, I'm fucked. <laughs> Oh, he, tried, he stumped him. He stumped himself. I, I mean, tried, I know he, what the main guy looks like, but I don't know what his name is. Uh, James Dorn. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I don't know what there else. I don't know what other films he's in. Um, I know TV is. Yeah, yeah he's in oh, he's in Belfast. That's oh, just coming is. out now. Yeah, uh, it's another one for Joe. There, nice, uh, lucky. Joe's going to pick up a lot of points here. Uh, the film I was referring to was the, <laughs> the Lost Daughter on Netflix, where she plays uh, oh. a character, and God, that's a, that's a tough, tough watch. Yeah, very good uh, though. Not prioritising that one. I've uh, heard it's another great. point to mm. Joe. Uh, we're three in, so Dale's got no points. I've got one. Joe has two. I'm starting, and I'm going to go with There Will Be Blood. Paul Dano. Uh, the Batman. Does that count? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know who's in it, don't mm-hmm. we? So. Um, Let's just go Robert Robert Pattinson. Um, oh, I could be a real dick, but I feel like I shouldn't. So I'll go Twilight. Cosmopolis. Um, That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Christian Stewart. Um, Kirsten Stewart, whatever her name is. Panic Room. Ooh. Lovely stuff. Uh, Jodie Foster. Um, what's that film? Contact. Oh, that's that's brutal. I get mixed I up. That. Yeah, because I get mixed up. <laughs> I know there's one other person in there. Elijah Wood. Is Elijah Wood so. in contact? Do Is we need to kid? look that up? Is he the kid in contact or a kid in? He's in another space film, isn't he? I've uh, got mixed right up in on my contact space films. Elijah Wood. It just brings up his management company. Contact movie. Uh, Can't see him on the initial cast list. What sci-fi film am I thinking where Elijah Wood plays a kid? Uh, Back to the Future Two. <laughs> no, oh, Deep Impact. It's Deep uh, Impact. Okay. He's the kid in it. Mm. Uh, I thought. So, I thought you were going to go for uh, Sexy McConaughey. Yeah, as the, Matthew McConaughey, as the religious it? boy. I went. I went off the beaten path, and it, and it led me to a dark place. <laughs> um, so that's one point for Dale. E- Joe's doing Leader Two. God, this um, would be a great game at the pub. <laughs> it really is a great pub game. Thank you so much. I've sorry, uh, Patrick. For the game, mm. this is a good game. We do um, one more. We we'll do, we'll do one more. If it's a tux, it could be a tie after that. Maybe we'll have to do a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. I'm into uh, it. between the two that are tied. Maybe. So, okay. Um, so yeah, it's Joe to kick off. The mask. Jim Carrey. Mm. Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Why can't I think of the person's name in this term? Oh, come on, because I've got the next answer lined up here. I'm waiting for you to say it. it. Oh, my God. There's a couple more. A couple more. Yeah, I know. I know people in smaller roles as well. I know. I've gone completely <laughs> blank. Is he's, got, it? he's got a spotless mind. Yeah. He's got, I've got a big old spotless <laughs> mind. <laughs> Is it? Oh my god, I can't remember her name either. I'm just going to say Winona Ryder. Oh, lucky. Kate Winslet, Kate, mate? Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. I just <laughs> fucking finished Mayor of Easttown. Yeah. Is it Kirsten Dunst? 
Yes. Mark Ruffalo? I'm not sure about Mark Ruffalo. Unbelievable. That is poor from me. Isn't... Wait, isn't Elijah Wood in that as well, isn't he? <laughs> is, is, yeah. is he? I, I want to say he is. I haven't watched it. One of my favourite films. I haven't watched it in absolute years. I think he's the, the, like, the creepy like stalker guy who gets it like... Yeah. Interferes. I haven't watched that for... Uh, I'm going to watch that again because it is, again, another absolutely soul-destroying film. <laughs> that's a, that's a yeah. watch. Uh, that is a that it is, is a Elijah Wood. It's yeah. one of the films that will make me go. Um, that means it's one point to Dale, two to Joe, and two to me. Does that mean we're doing a, a, a playoff just between me and Joe to find the winner? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, between. Okay, it's like tennis. Me to go first, uh, and I'm gonna go with the film Metropolis from Fritz Lang. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I'll go. I'll go with um, uh, Fight Club. Ooh, okay. That's been in the news recently. <laughs> has been in the news recently. Uh. I think I might actually destroy... I'm just going to do it. Meatloaf. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> that is horrible. Do you want me to go nicer and actually have a rally? <laughs> I just wanted I, to win. Is, has he been in another... He must have popped up in other films. I mean, that's just a shrewd move by Joe, right? can't believe you've done this. <laughs> yeah, he wants to win the point. I rec- I'm bringing back Metropolis. <laughs> um, I, I feel like you shouldn't be able to lose on the first one. <laughs> I get, done, I'm, I'm happy to change to something so it's more interesting if we want to. I mean, you, you, it's up to you. If you, if you. It depends. Do you want to win or do you want to entertain? It's up to you. I, I, will, I will entertain. Edward just, Norton. Mm, I think I just had a meatloaf one as well. Uh, I had a guess. I'm sure I read the BBC article. But are you going over Norton? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how much of a dick do I want to be? No, no, <laughs> yeah, that's actually... I've, I've really opened myself up to some picks there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the Italian job. Ooh. Oh, fuck. I don't remember who's in that. <laughs> uh, did they do that thing... Is Michael Caine in it as an older man? Maybe. I don't think so. I don't think he is. I've never watched that remake. Is it? Sh- I haven't. Is it Charlie? Is Charlie's Ferron? Yeah. Oh, Michael Caine is in it, I think. Is it all? I don't know. Just a minute. I don't know if I trust Google. Maybe as a cameo. Yeah, let's have a look. I would hope so. Ooh. Let's have a look. Um, I mean, the lead in that is, is someone quite famous. Uh... This is great. Me googling is Michael Caine in the. Uh, God, I don't I don't think he is. No, sadly. it's over. Uh, no, well, I technically won on Reload anyway. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Well, well, it was just a good. We all had fun, and that's that's yeah. the winner. The game. Uh, we had a great time playing that, Patrick. We may play it again on the podcast. Who knows? But I think we'll almost definitely play it at a pub at some point. But for now, shall we do? some feedback joe i believe you are first up damn skippy uh and this is from, <laughs> i don't know what that means this is from mark watson is it the comedian mark watson don't know, don't know. once saw him we in, a in a pub in walthamstow yeah we were yeah. before the for the england germany game what a lovely day that was he was very hearteningly uh teaching his son about football i thought it was actually Ooh, really nice it was, it was weird that i was listening in but you know <laughs> he's famous you gotta listen to what they're saying in case i say anything mad mark watson <laughs> says hey guys love the podcast as everyone seems to say long time listener first time writer in it i think that means we're approachable mm. i look forward to every friday for your podcast never know what you're going to be talking about <laughs> I mean, it would be it would be a very good podcast if you knew exactly what we were going to talk about every week. Yeah. I don't know. As yeah. someone who's self-employed, could be Mark Watson, the comedian. I spend a lot of my time travelling. Could definitely be Mark Watson. <laughs> I don't know. And on my own. So listening to you talk about things in such a hilarious way makes me feel like I'm with people, almost at the pub, <gasps> chatting. <laughs> That's the best sort of bollocks. Uh, I... Yeah, anyway, I feel compelled. I was just going to carry on that stupid joke. I'm not going to anymore. I felt compelled to, compelled to write in after your chat about lunchbox treats and Cardi munching on his bed. <laughs> I've had a lot uh, of people write in saying they they also did that. So, if you if you don't Good. remember, uh, Cardi uh, used to chew on his bedpost. 
and yeah, somehow yeah. made me the guy gnaw. who chews on plastic sheaths to pepper armies look like <laughs> normal guy. So, uh, well, you know. you know, each their own. When did you to replace fair, that bed? Had... Sorry? When did you replace that bed? Oh, I don't know. When I was like 10, I don't know how old I was. Like... I just want to see yeah, some yeah, photographs of he replaced it with chewing all the knobs on his wardrobe behind it. That's why he's got it blurred in his should, zoom. You only yeah. see one angle of my room because the other side's just got teeth marks. Yeah, it looks like a fucking beaver's den. Yeah. Uh, Mark Watson continues, Everyone has forgotten about the dark horse of snacks. The puppet Ooh. master in the background, straddling pudding and vein. Oh, God. I love that writing. I am, of course... Referring to tuck biscuit cheese sandwiches. <laughs> Their greatness is exceeded only by how much I do not know what the cheese in them is constituted of. <laughs> the greatest sensory pleasure I can think of is to put a Ooh. whole one in my mouth and take a sip of Diet Coke. Uh. This mixes with the salt on the outside of the biscuit to create a taste sensation before chewing into it to enjoy a cold crunch of the biscuit, then, in inverted commas, <laughs> cheese after hit. <laughs> Uh, Interesting. Do you remember tuck biscuit sandwiches? I, uh, cheese yeah. sandwiches? I do. Mm-hmm. I I remember just eating the actual tuck biscuit, so I don't remember the sandwiches that much. That so well. it's no. that kind of quite powdery fake cheese. If you've ever had a craft macaroni and cheese, it makes me think okay. of the the powder mm. that you pour into that. Um, mm. I mean, it sounds good. I How like bad can lot. you go with cheese and biscuits? Also, I just love those little, like, biscuity, crackery things with salt on top, like Ritz crackers. Yeah, oh, I love a Ritz cracker. So I good. I love a Ritz cracker. Mark continues, oh. Also, I had a bunk bed, like Cardi described, and can confirm that I, too, used to chew on the wood of my Jesus. bed, as it was lad. soft wood and was incredibly satisfying to chew exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't judge me, but it's a bit like biting into foam, which I did as a kid and found incred- incredibly satisfying. Cardi? Your yeah. foam biter? Um, no, no, I don't remember biting into foam. I do remember kind of, no, I just remember, I don't even remember really eating the bed. I just remember that, yeah, there were gnaw marks and that my parents were very <laughs> Oh my confused. God, it was, like a, it was like a fugue state. Imagine <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> wrapping your head around these bars. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, well, imagine if they caught you in the act. It would have been horrible for them. There's a part of me that wants to try it. I am, I'm a chewer. I love (laughs) chewing on stuff. There is a part of me that wants to try it, but I've also made fun of Cardi enough now that if I come back and say, I tried it, it's great, Mm -hmm. then I look like a maniac. Yeah, I mean, this was like unpainted wood as well. This was just, you know, your your standard wood. I wouldn't do it on like a painted wood. Yeah, but it would be varnished, so you probably did ingest quite a lot of chemical. (laughs) But I don't think that's the thing. I don't think I ever ate it. I think I should like spat it out. Wait, hang on. You ripped chunks out of it. I thought you were just like gnawing on it yeah norin yeah yeah but like did pieces come out into your mouth yeah they were uh probably did i probably yes about it out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember i was like four i don't, I don't really remember the details of my my bed eating youth um but yeah. the details of my bed eating youth the memoir <laughs> famously famously tortured soul simon cardi yeah save that for when i uh, I don't know, for when I need it. Uh, <laughs> um, thanks, Mark. Yeah, it's nice to know I'm not alone. I will say that. And yeah, I've had many people message me both on Twitter on a, uh, in the feedback box saying, yeah, I'm not alone. So it's always good to know. <laughs> Probably Christ. more people ate, ate their bed than played Kessen, though. So. That is absolutely not the case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a launch game. There was a very small amount of games for people to buy. People played Kessen because they had to. Okay, fair enough. <clears throat> Right, I've got the next email from Andy Humphreys. And he says, Hi all, all of your chat about chewing on a Pepper Army greasy sheath. <laughs> That's a good That's a good Pepper Army's greasy sheath made me think of this thing I've done for as long as I can remember. And only recently realised the practice might not be as widespread as I've always believed. Any, and I mean any, muffin, bun, mini cake, cakelet, cake pop, or French motherfucking fancy that comes in a little paper case, well, my friends, that case can be chewed on like gum, releasing a bounty of the departed cake's delicious flavour. The game game is judging exactly when to stop chewing to harvest the maximum flavour, but avoid the often sudden moment when the paper disintegrates into into unpleasant waxy shards that stick in your teeth. And obviously it's paper, so you don't want to swallow it, okay? And then he's... Sorry, I just want to point out, right? Yeah. I've made very clear that I will eat the paper lolly sticks uh, from from like a drumstick. 
and that's fine. I've never suffered any ill effects that I am Wait, consciously you're, aware you're of. You're not swallowing them, though, right? Oh, yeah. They just disintegrate. <laughs> it just turns into a delicious mulch. I, I kind of get this. I get the chewing, like, because there's still oh, some like, I residue. Think last you week, know? I talked about my love for a Jamaica ginger cake or a golden syrup cake. I abs- those wrappers have to be have to be chewed on, nay, I say sucked on. I'm, yeah. I'm going to surprise you and say that I have never done this. The greasy sheath is as far as I'd go towards this. Because <laughs> that's a much more intense flavour. I don't feel like I need more muffin flavour after I've finished a muffin. But if I've finished mm-hmm. a pepperoni, I'm like, I want some more. I think for me, it's like sheath the, flavor. the cake pops or, the, you know, things with icing on. If there's like icing residue all over these little pieces. Oh, I'll get that off, of course. Yeah. Yeah, not crazy. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about uh, <laughs> licking the residue out of a yogurt pot after finishing it? I'll usually just, um, I'll, I'll run a finger around the middle. Yeah, I'll just get it on a like a little finger pop. It often Lovely. depends, like if I'm in have company. I don't mm. want to look like a maniac sticking my tongue in a little yogurt pot. I, I have been known to like <laughs> lick a plate clean in, in oh. not not in front of others. You know, yeah. if there's like some delicious <laughs> stuff left on there, turn that baby yeah. vertical and lick away. It's great. Yeah, waste not, want not. Absolutely, I think mm. that's uh, exactly. Yeah. Thanks for that, Andy. I've got one here from Reese Shaw who says, Listening to the podcast last week and decided it was finally time to write in after a previous email and mentioned the idea of a GTA set in Manchester. Mm. I agree wholeheartedly with the idea that if Rockstar were to set a sequel in the great green lands of the UK, then Manchester would be a perfect fit. I'm currently living in Manchester studying my first year of games design and have absolutely fell in love with the city. That sentiment is also echoed by everyone I know who's come here for uni. Mm. Uh, I went to Manchester for one day once and didn't really like it, but maybe I got a bad (laughs) impression. Maybe I need to revisit Manchester. Um, It was funny that the moors near Manchester were also mentioned as that's where I'm originally from and what made me write in. It pisses me off, though, because my home village is literally on the border of Greater Manchester, so I'm never sure if I can truly claim the not-so-prestigious title of Mancunian. I say go for it, Reese. No no one's going to correct you, I don't think. Yeah, it'd be kind of wild if they did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I... I'm on the very border of London. I'm still a Londoner. I call myself mm, a Londoner. You're not. I'm a ten minute walk away from Hertfordshire. <laughs> I call you a, a Londoner. I call you a borderlander. Wow. <laughs> Which is cooler. Yeah. Uh, I decided to do a quick Google search and found that there are only two games listed as being set in Manchester. Beyond Flesh and Blood and Resistance Fall of no, Man. No, no. Wait, Beyond wait, wait, Flesh wait. and Blood. Yeah, Beyond Flesh oh, and Blood. <laughs> I needed... That was me. Blood and Resistance. Me compl- I love the game called And Blood, Blood and Resistance, and Resistance Fall uh, of Man. Beyond Flesh and Blood. <laughs> That was me just reading on autopilot. <laughs> Beyond Flesh and Blood and Resistance. I was about to say, never heard of those games. <laughs> oh, I remember Beyond Flesh and Blood. It's I a, don't remember that it's, game. I it's do a obviously game know Resistance. In, it's a mech game set in post-apocalyptic Manchester. I remember what? that coming out and thinking, that is wild. I do not know about that game, but I do know Resistance Fall of Man, which I do enjoy. <laughs> Personally, my... <laughs> Personally, my dream game would be a Fallout game set in Manchester. That would be grim. But getting to see a torn-up Piccadilly Gardens and station would be brilliant. What? Piccadilly Gardens and the Northern Quarter could be the most dangerous areas with high-level loot, etc. In relation to great this. lunchbox... Okay, let's Sorry. just stick on I Manchester, just, yeah. Fallout I just Manchester want to, just want to stick on for one second. Restarts this by saying, I've absolutely fallen in love with Manchester. I love it, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see it fucking ripped apart by nuclear devastation. That would be great. <laughs> I'd like to. Oh, God. But yeah, that's a. Yeah, we want Fallout Manchester now. Once GTA Manchester's done, let's do Fallout Manchester. Um, Reese has got, in relation to great lunchbox snacks, my favourite was always the Kinder Bueno hippo thingies, especially the white chocolate ones. I. I love a Kinder Bueno, and I like the little Kinder mm. Maxi ones mm. as well. They're very good. Um, I, love I think those the Kinder hippos. hippos. I think I was too old by the time they came out to have them in lunchbox snacks. I feel mm. like they were only came over here, like when I was. Are they the ones with like the nutty agree. shells, like the exterior of it? Like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're like of... they're like a bis- like a wafery shell, and then like little bits of hazelnut on top. Yeah, and then they're filled. They're almost like the Kinder juice. Bueno, but yeah, just one big pod of it. Yeah, they're really kind nice. of. Yeah, anything Kinder Bueno, I will devour. Um, I haven't had one in ages. Now I want a Kinder Bueno. Can um, I just give you a good l- fact about Beyond Flesh and Blood? <laughs> of course, always. But I've just read. 
when it was coming out, the Manchester Evening News questioned the violence and the setting of the game and then asked their readers, do you think it's appropriate to use Manchester as the setting for a violent game? And 94% of people voted saying, yes, it's just pretend, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> just like one newspaper trying to make a big deal of it. Yeah, uh, it's I love that. People using their heads. I love it. Anyway, Reese says, love the podcast. Easily my favourite of all. Keep oh, up the good a... work and, of course, respect the sea. Also, the Moors. Do respect the, the Moors. There's a lot of other podcasts, Reese. You could like. Yeah. You don't need to have us as your favourite. It's fine. Yeah, We're... but you don't. Where else do you get a mix of Star Wars, um, like licking out yogurt pots and Fallout <laughs> Manchester? Kinder Bueno Hippo chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From the top Where drawer. Else? Where else do you get that? Um, I mean, where do you go from there, really? Well, we haven't decided on music. We haven't really spoken about uh, I mean, Yellow Jackets Yellow Jackets theme. Yeah. theme tune. Yeah. Let's go. There we go. Bang it on. What a lovely time. Uh, we'll be back next week. Who knows? You never know who's going to be on the podcast next week, but we'll have we'll have some Pokemon, I'm sure, to talk about, among other things. Mm. So, yeah, good stuff. Goodbye. A Bye. kiss for all of you. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.